0: This is KOLs in Asia, the podcast by
1: KOLs.Asia, a brand new podcast series where we talk about all things influencer marketing, featuring special guests from the industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of KOLs in Asia. Um, as you can see, we are today we're hosting this at home at the comfort of our home because of the another lockdown that's happening due to the pandemic. Uh, so if you hear random noises in the background, please bear with us. Um, you know, dogs barking, kids crying,, uh, you name it. Uh, so uh, I'm your host, Jason, uh, and I'm joined by my content lead We and today we've got a Bye. special guest with us, uh, Renee. Uh, She is a very experienced um, PR and social marketer. Um, We've worked with her for a bit now. Uh, She's been in the scene, especially in the influencer marketing scene for a bit now. Um, I think what I'll do is I will pass it over to her to give a little introduction of who she is and uh, to give our audience a bit more context of uh, uh, who she is and uh, stuff that she's done before uh, before we uh, get right into the questions. Uh, Thank you, Renee, for joining us. Um, Over to you.
0: Okay, thanks. Thanks for the intro. Um, I've been in this industry for seven years, I think. And more, a little more. Um, I um, working for uh, a giant cosmetic brand, you know, the leading uh, company currently. So it gives me um, a magnitude of uh, of uh, experiences and you know lots of fun activities and uh, new projects that we've worked on. I think um, I would have to thank. Um, the brands and the company that have given me, you know, so much to play. I would say in this field, especially looking at how influencer marketing has evolved today compared to what we've done traditionally before. So I think um, I mean from the, uh, just from my title PR and socials. I think PR has uh, evolved so much. Previously, we work a lot uh, very traditionally. I think most of you who probably in industry would know. You know, we work very much with uh, print media. You know, uh, digital is uh, digital media is it's, it's something very still very. Um, it's it's too broad right and sometimes uh, measuring it could be a bit of uh, of a challenge so hence you know uh, influencer marketing comes into play and um, i think being on the social channels it also gives us a lot of room to uh, do a lot of things a lot of exciting projects with different people as well as we um, are able to measure so that's the best part we're be able to see the roi very quickly
1: So, um, i just like to um, continue on with what you just said. Uh, At what point did you switch, you know, from uh, mainly traditional to um, digital and, of course, you know, like influencers?
0: Um, Okay, so I think there wasn't really, like, a drastic switch, you know. Uh, I think it's important for brands like us, for big players, to also be very relevant in the Mm -hmm. traditional side of it. But because mm-hmm. I think um, we have seen the results and we have seen the investment going into the traditional way as well as now that we are in digital marketing and influencer marketing especially, you can see that uh, the very vast difference of especially um, you know in, in the investment. So you invest this X amount, But the ROI of it could be eight times or ten times more when you are working with influencers because it's more targeted (laughs) in a way. So, I mean, coming back to PR and traditional PR, I think you're talking, uh, you are, as a voice of the company, of uh, of a product or brand, but you are not, I would say using influencers are probably the bridge to its consumers. So, it's a very different thing. But, you know, you have to sort of play on both grounds. So it's not mm. really, you know, mm. totally neglecting the traditional way. I think probably yeah. it's currently at about 30% of, right. of traditional and still and 70% of, yeah. Right, mm. okay.
1: Right, right. And and at what point... Um, I don't know That answered your question. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to dig a little deeper there. Um, at what point sure, sure, did you go, it go yeah. from, you know, like majority traditional... To you know, when the scale sort of tipped more towards influencer, and, and you know, the influencer span has essentially taken up the majority.
0: Yeah, I think um, when. Um like i say when we have seen results right because of course uh, results play a very important part like everything yes. we do you know it has to it has to show results proven results so i think when we we seen how when we we example when we did a marketing campaign with uh, influencers a few influencers and very quickly you know the awareness of it and the conversation of of uh, of the launch of, of the product you know was quickly picked up by you know mm. consumers yeah, people who were going to the stores, people were talking about it. So I think creating that conversation in that space really took the brand, I mean, shifted the brand um, to really focus on it, to, to really look into it. Because before this as well, it was pretty hard to convince, I think, the maybe management as well as you know, like investors and stuff like that to to talk about you know telling them hey, you know, we're using influencers. I think back in the day was probably bloggers, they weren't called yeah. influencers, right. yeah, 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 all along yeah, way before, mm-hmm. right? So right. they were bloggers. So you know, when, when people say, like, oh, who reads these blogs, you know, or, or you know, it's like three pages long, you know, who, who does, who reads all these, yeah, things. So it was then, and but then now it evolves so quickly, you know, from uh, just pictures to multi posts to like now it's videos and. People Mm -hmm. don't actually look at pictures anymore. It's videos. I mean, I could. I don't look. I don't watch TV. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm glued to the phone, just watching reels or TikTok videos. I could for hours, right? And and you don't even realize that. Yeah. And when was the last time, like, you saw something on social media by an influencer and you were influenced to purchase it immediately, swipe up. I mean that's 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 a favorite. My favorite actually for for marketing something, you know, I always get influencers to must have that swipe up thing because I, I I'm sold to it because I love right. I love that. Right. Like you just you can just automatically check out the page, you know, the product itself, and yeah, it's quick, it's fast. So that's what mm. people want these days, you know. I don't want to be reading something or watching it on TV and I gotta go and research and, talk and you know and things like that and brings me to another site. <laughs> so there's a few pieces of it. So I think you would agree. We just want things Yeah, We want super convenient. Yeah, and,
1: you know, like all that friction from, you know, the consumer journey to sales is being removed, right? Um, Actually, you know, since we're on this topic, uh, I'm going to take a step back a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, ask you, uh, coming from your perspective, right, what is KOL marketing to you? What is influencer marketing to you? Uh, obviously, you know, you know a lot about it, but, you know, I just would like to hear mm. from you personally.
0: I think um, KOL marketing for me would be having this voice um, from us, but mm. in a more authentic way, you know, having these different voices from different uh, key influencers, key people that speak specifically to the different demographics that we want to target, but in a very authentic way, in the way that you and I would understand, you know, easily we can connect to it rather than reading a press material or seeing it on a billboard, example. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, what you're saying is that essentially it's sort of a more evolved version of Advertising, a more evolved version of PR, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a mix of, mix of both, but it's more yeah, evolved and also very personal. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Right. It's a very personal,
1: yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would actually add on that you know, hearing what mm-hmm. you said earlier with um, uh, the amount of consumption that we're spending on social media and you know like like you being hooked on to like swipe ups and all that. I, I think um, you know, KOL marketing. In its essence, is also, you know, word of mouth marketing at scale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are um, sort of uh, caught by um, uh, the influencer's review or the influencer's opinion. And, it, 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 you know, yep. in a way that is word of mouth at play. And then you're convinced yep. by that. And then, yep. you know, with the swipe up, it's so easy to then just make a purchase from there. Right? Um, yeah. So, so, you know, like obviously influencer marketing has changed quite a bit as well from the blogger days. To now, Um, what are your thoughts about the current state of influencer marketing?
0: Mm, I think in Malaysia, I think we are definitely evolving. I I mean, because Mm. things are just changing so rapidly; everything is just moving so fast, and the competition is tight. So, example, Mm -hmm. like you know, a brand like ours could be leading or doing something with this influencer. And, you know, we feel so proud about it. Results are great. And next thing you know, it's the same idea. Probably they add on just a little bit more and it becomes like the top or the the, the number one conversation or the best campaign, you know. And and things are just happening so quickly. And I think, I mean, looking at China, I think we also, or um you know at china especially for uh, for for us right we always uh, yeah. sort of look to china because the market is just crazy there you yeah. know we, china is we a see dirty together. Together. yeah yeah we yeah see them they're way ahead and, yeah way ahead and and we're just learning from them and so, sort of picking it up from them but example that's this influencer in china because i'm in the beauty business so he sold about i don't know like few thousand lipsticks in just a span of 45 minutes and it's not a, mm-hmm. a, a female, it's a male. So imagine that. I mean mm. we've not we've not had that yet. I'm still I think there is probably an, an influencer now. I think what's his name? Pei Yong. Is it is it yeah. He's sort of yeah. the, the, the that that mimicking that influencer in China, but you know, he, he 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 could I mean he's a guy, he's selling beauty as well. But this guy yes, has yes, it's, yes. it's crazy. So so things like that are it's happening, and I think um in our market we are sort of following. Yeah, we're not catching on. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're yeah. not I mean, because like, I'm sure that's right, that's right. Live streaming mm-hmm. because people want it fast, they want they when they see it, you know, it's a spontaneous purchase as well, right? So, I think you guys work with so many brands, I'm sure you have some best, uh, you know, practices that you can probably share. I don't know, brands that have done things that was just, I don't know, blown out of proportion, things that you never imagined. That would have happened, but yeah. it gave you that mm-hmm. crazy results. I know maybe you guys can share something.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we have um we have quite a bit of uh, uh you know strategies that sometimes you know we put out to clients. Um, we look outside mm-hmm. of Malaysia on, um, what are some of stuff that worked? Um, you know, China is obviously a good example. Uh, but uh, you know, I think a common issue with um a lot of clients here, uh, not usually not with the brand reps but you know when it comes to seeking management approval um yeah. there's a resistance there you know for mm-hmm. um ideas that have not been tried and tested so yeah. as much as you know we want to uh, th- there are a lot of strategies actually a lot of creative strategies that uh, sometimes our team comes up with uh but unfortunately do not get executed uh or you know you don't see the light day um but uh i think it takes time, like you know. I think as with any other thing in Malaysia, you know, we are usually mm-hmm. like a couple of years behind. Um, I do see that the trend is slowly picking up. Um, yeah. We do see like similarities that you know, like where we are following the footsteps of um, what's happening in the West or uh, or in China. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think mm-hmm. we still have a long way to go, especially yeah. live streams. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, yeah. you know, um, uh, you'll be you'll be happy to hear that one of our best um success stories has has been with you um you know like <laughs> with live streams and all that you know we we always state that as oh you know this is something that we did with uh with your end uh you know uh it's, it's something that actually works uh, just the right way to do it you know uh so I think one of the, one of the other things that I really admire about um with our relationship with you especially is the amount of patience that you deploy um when running campaigns with influencers and the amount of patients you deploy with the influencers themselves. Um, I think one of the common mistakes that we sometimes see with brands is that they are a bit too impatient, you know, to see, okay, you know, what, I'm going to do like, like a campaign and I expect to see immediate results, like straight away, you know, mm. but we all know it doesn't work like that. Right. You, you need time to foster that yeah. relationship. You need time to foster a relationship yeah. with the influencers, yes. audiences, uh, right. for the brand, right. Because um, yeah, yeah. the influencers are not your sales channel, right? They are they, yeah, they mm-hmm. y- they're helping you build brand equity, right? So Yeah, um, some
0: brands don't so, know so, yeah. that, the, mm-hmm, that the consumer still has to be brought down the, the marketing funnel, you know? So, like, your first campaign will still be, like, just introducing your brand to the influencers' audience. Then afterwards, you still need to bring them and convince them down that marketing funnel into converting yeah. them into a, a purchaser yeah yeah yes yes. Mm -hmm. yeah and i was uh, yeah probably also working with the same pool of influencers for uh, you know a period of time right to really mm, build that brand love create awareness to educate and then you know the purchase could happen probably a few months or a few more campaigns down the line so yeah Yeah, yes
1: yes um so to to continue from that you know um and and one of the just to give Give a bit more context. Um, definitely, one of the audiences that we're targeting for this podcast is uh, you know marketers, other brand reps, um, uh, businesses who are interested in using influencer marketing to uh, promote their brands or products. Um, if you don't mind sharing, you know what are some other pitfalls you know to watch out for, or what are your recommendations for like marketers or brands who are you know starting out or wanting to do influencer
0: marketing? Okay, Um, I think especially for brands that are starting out, you know, even if I think if, if you're a smaller brand, even so, I think um, influencer marketing would be the fastest track and the more re- uh, reasonable, uh, you know, way to also market your product, uh, your brand. Because like I mentioned earlier, not that it's a very authentic conversation um, from one person to another, meaning from the influencer to the audience. And you're able to also pick um, the influencer that you're comfortable working that represents your brand the best, as well as mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. share your product the best. So I think it's a very straightforward thing. I don't see why any brand should not go into this route. Uh, I mean. It's just something that people um I mean we we are we are on our phones. Okay. As just to simply put it, we are on our phones. I don't know how many hours do you track that? How many hours yeah. a day? Uh, uh, and being on out. social <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah, even when we're you know in the bathroom or whatever, if you can yeah. shower with your food, you probably do that, right? Yeah. Um, so, so and and everything we see. <laughs> And everything, when we're flipping and things like that, it's different types of conversation, different kinds of messages that we are receiving from different brands, whether we are aware or not. You know, uh, it could be like me and you were talking about kids or, you know, whatever. And next thing you know, the brands are, uh, all these ads are already, you know, uh, talking to us, right? Popping By up, it's yeah. 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 crazy. I could be talking to my husband about something really silly, like, you know, talking about a bakery or something. And next thing you know, it says that, oh, this <laughs> whatever bakery or, you know, this croissant you've been thinking about, it's here. Yeah, I've experienced, <laughs> so, I've definitely experienced uh, it that before. Crazy. So it's things like Thanks. that. So I... I there is no doubt that you know it, it's it's. I would say it's definitely the right way to go, and you can just test it out. It's it's as simple as that. I think I think brands would just need to trust um, mm. the experts mm. like you guys to mm. guide them. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and they will see, and they will see results. That's the best thing. I mean, because also we have tools to track um, the results. Mm, so yeah. and it's a very straightforward thing. You know, if it's not working, it's not working. You would know it. Yeah um mm, mm.
1: mm. right so so yeah. i guess really what you're saying is that um because influence marketing has uh very little resistance you know you can sort of um work with um a small budget even if you're a small brand yeah. and uh you really can just you know go through like multiple rounds of trial and error until you get it right right yeah
0: that's right less okay, less okay. error
1: <laughs> <laughs> what well, what about um any recommendations on you know by far you feel like would be a good strategy for um brands to adopt you know it doesn't have to um uh, come within the context of you know beauty or whatnot but just just your opinion you know based on your experience
0: um a strategy for brands to adopt uh it could be any industry right. Um, yeah it could be
1: any Um, industry like you know like mm -hmm. so or or maybe i'll lay out some foundation you know like um for example um when you're choosing influencers or you know like the tiering of influencers or you know like the type of content to engage with influencers Mm -hmm. or the duration you know things like that you know obviously there are quite a bit of things that we usually play around with right um and with your experience um Typically, what would, what would be your recommendation, say, for uh, for brands um, that works well, you know, in, in, in this aspect?
0: I think we'd identify the tier of influencers. Uh, I think that's really important as well to know um, the different tiers in of influencers. Of course, we have the, the top influencers, uh, which are dominated mm-hmm. by probably celebrities, you know, but yep. then again, mm-hmm. not all celebrities are influential. So there is yeah. also a difference, um, and then um, you know you have your content creators, your macro girls who are just just really great at putting out content out there that really works, and then there are also the micro and the nano ones that you know might not have that many followers, but um, you know their conversations and um, their uh, the, the efficacy you know speaks volume when it comes from people like them. So I think also knowing. Mm, your brand, uh, your product—you know the 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 demographics of the, the, the people that are using your products, or you want to speak to—and then identifying these influencers through these different tiers. And I would say that um, to I think we I think it's 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 a it's a experience, right? Like for brands like us, um, we've been working with different tier influencers. I think they're very important, but also we've mm-hmm. been working with the mega stars. And then mm-hmm. we also work with the nano one. So I think also we're playing with different kind of uh, products and campaigns. So it's it's really um, an experience. It's it's really working out. Um, you, like you mentioned earlier, you, you sometimes you can't just get it right the first time. So the strategy is really based on your experience. If you've not done it, then you know it's it's really playing with this this different tier of influencers. I think identifying yeah. them is very yeah. important. yeah, that would be the I key. Think, I, I yeah. think,
1: I think okay. this is then where, you know, obviously the data then comes in really important as well, right? Mm-hmm. I like guess you are trying out um, different strategies with different tiers and all that. Um, you do need that data at the end of it to uh, look back and analyze, oh, you know, like, if I tried it this way this time around, you know, what was some of the performance like the uh, next round, yeah. you, know, I mm-hmm. something else, you know, what's and, and how they
0: compare against yeah. each other. experimenting. Yeah, experimenting. Also, looking at the audience of your influencers. Cause, example, like we're following. Example, like this. This influencer, a a, a female influencer, and you're thinking mm-hmm. you're marketing a female product through this female influencer. But actually, when you look into the her, her audience, it could be a seventy percent male. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> doctor, right. Things things like that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I think also knowing the audience of your influencers. I think like you say, data is very important. So looking into. Um, the audience looking into how authentic they are, whether they have been buying influencers. I think that's quite common as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think and, this, is, and, this yeah. is another
1: big topic these days, right? Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah. Uh, potential fraud with um, influencers' audiences.
0: Yeah. But I, I don't know. <laughs> but I also want to uh, find out from you guys like, do influencers know that brands actually look into their we have tools to actually, you know, pull out all this data to know that they have to buy influencers and things like that. I Do think, they, are they aware of this or they just feel like, I don't know. I think um, some influencers who have been very experienced are aware about this because yeah. uh, I realize some influencers, they also know how much is their own engagement rate. Sometimes they would just tell it to you, oh, my engagement rate is actually this percentage. So maybe they are also aware that that Agencies uh, have these tools to attract their audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. for for influencers that don't and are listening to this podcast, you know, you should not <laughs> go down that route <laughs> because you get <gonna> caught instantly. But the thing is, yeah. if you've
0: bought but if you've bought um followers, can you like I don't know, unbuy them or un- I don't know how I don't know uh, what that time you,
1: you yeah, can make it's, them it's unfollow remote. you or something
0: right? uh,
1: I think from from what i understand and what i've seen uh Mm -hmm. there are two kinds of um uh followers that you can sort of buy right uh there are the kind where they will immediately pump a certain amount of fake followers to you uh it will reflect on your account for a certain period of time and over time because a lot of those are like spam accounts um you know instagram cleans up regularly so you know instagram has their own um uh, so-called housekeeping algorithm as they clean those out okay. you might suddenly see a sudden decline because those accounts are then removed so that's one time oh, okay. you know you see a sudden okay. um sharp increase and then a, a sharp decline then there's another time okay. where they use bots to basically uh automate pretend to be you and do like certain engagements and things like that but they still attract mm. quite a bit of uh um spam accounts uh, but these are uh, a bit more low-key so you know your so-called growth um, of your fake accounts um d- grow a, a lot slower um and they don't phase out as much uh but then you know obviously that contributes to uh, uh you know when we obviously do like checks on influencer accounts on on, on uh potential yeah. fraud um that would definitely uh take a toll on the influences uh uh recommendation to clients so okay. so again you know influencers who are listening to this please don't go down that route
0: since we're talking about this right okay so yeah. but okay also because i don't really blame them in the sense that yeah. they're buying influencers and stuff like that because i think it's very challenging yeah, you know look at the yeah. amount of influencers out there They're, i mean they, they claim themselves to be influencers of course i mean it depends yep. on it's a personal pre- preference right whether they are influential or not but it's just um there's just so many out there and yeah, you there know uh, yeah and how okay so how do you promote or sell this uh, this 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 goes to or, or or you know your candidates to your your clients
1: um, I think the way we do it is very similar yeah. to how what you know what you mentioned earlier. Um, we look into the audience data first uh, because that's obviously very important. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure that the audience data uh, matches well with um, the clients' um, consumer, uh, the, the target mm-hmm. consumers that they are looking at, uh,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and then we sort of work backwards from it. Now, the the good thing with us is that we do have an immense database. Uh, which then allows us to sift through, you know, a lot of candidates um, at a very short period of time to identify like the right influences. Uh, and, and you're right, because of that, um, there is definitely a high, there, there is definitely a lot of competition. Um, but I think this competition yeah. um, will eventually play out because the supply of campaigns is growing, right? Um, you know, a couple years back, like, I think most of the clients that really adopted influencers are mainly coming from either the some key client, like key FFCU brands, or a majority of beauty players. So you do see a lot of beauty products, um, you know, a certain tier of fashion products that are constantly engaging influencers. But other than that, you don't see a lot of influencer campaigns. But uh, I think with the pandemic and all that, we do see um, an increase in interest by other brands mm-hmm. who are now looking into more into digital, especially social media. Because all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm spending that much on a billboard ad, but there are no cars in the street." Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm spending like I'm spending like X <laughs> amount of money on 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 TV ads, and you know, people mm. are you know using their TVs for like Netflix and YouTube and right. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. I, I think. Over time, it will play out when the supply catches up. I think we've sort of gone through like a bit of a transitional phase mm. where um, there's a sudden jump in supply of influencers, but you know the supply of campaigns have not really caught up uh, proportionately mm. yet. So, okay. so therefore, you know, there's that 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 high amount of competition there. But, mm-hmm. um actually on this you know i i would like to hear your thoughts as well you know like what, what like in your opinion you know what do you think an influencer um should do or, or what advice would you have uh, in your opinion right like for influencers that mm. want to stand out you know like for influencers that want to up their game in their influencer in their influencer career
0: <laughs> mm, okay um I think, oh, wow, I, this is quite quite a tough one, actually. I, I think I many times, actually, whenever I work on a campaign and working with different types of influencers, I often put mm-hmm. myself in their shoes because right. I want to understand okay. them. I want okay. to help them help my brand and my products, you know, because, for example, I see a potential... That's a very nice empathetic there.
1: approach, by the way.
0: <laughs> yes. So <No>, because <laughs> also yeah, sorry, because... If, yeah. <laughs> you've got different influencers work in different ways you know so it's not like a just one right. method one conversation you know i can't be saying like vivern you are good in this this so push my products in this way so it's it's my way or the highway kind of yeah. thing um, but i have yeah. to study yeah. their personality the way they converse you know their audience type and things like that right. to be able mm-hmm. to cater um, to feed my product because i feel that i want to sort of penetrate into their market into their audience so it's the different type of these are the different types of strategy that I feel that uh what has been working for me um as well working with your agency and uh, your team. So um that's one. So another thing, sorry, what was your question again? You I got I carried away. Um, uh,
1: sorry, I, I I think I think that was very, very useful. But um my question was, you know, like uh in your opinion. Oh, how do yeah, uh, yeah like how would influences their game, you know, like there are obviously a lot of aspiring influencers. Or, you know, as you said, like, I think it's getting more and more competitive for influencers as well, right? So I think where you were trying to get at is to a certain extent, you can still understand why they opted for, you know, like potentially buying um, followers and whatnot, because Mm -hmm. they they really are trying to find avenues to be more competitive, right? So uh, buying followers aside, you know, like what, um, what would be your opinion for influencers to stay ahead of their game?
0: Okay, I think um, to tell them to be original and all these things, it's something that I think they hear it all the time, you know. To have their own mm-hmm, yeah. uh, factor and all these things, I'm not going to say that because I think they would already know. But I think to study the brand. So let's say if that brand um, hired you for a certain campaign or a certain product, really look into um, what has been given, the notes, the you know everything that the the brand has provided, and do a little extra than what has been ask of you i think it doesn't hurt (laughs) to be you know to do just a little bit more because there is the reporting part where the brands actually take notice and because of maybe that one thing that you did a little maybe just one ig story that you did more or you know a little extra that you did that gives you that um that 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 age to, 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 to stand out from the, the rest of the 100 other influencers that the brand has been working with. Honest honest, honest speaking, right? And yeah, these are I things that... It, it could be... I mean, I've worked with so many influencers. This girl could... Her engagement could not be as great as the other 50, 60, 70 other girls. But because of the little extras that she has been doing, really shows you know how um, involved she is in, in, in the product, how in love she is with that product and the way she markets it it's very authentic, uh, authentic, mm. right? And that's what yeah. brands look yeah. out for. So I think that would be my best um, advice. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. V-
1: very good advice. Um. <laughs> uh. So with with this, you know, like, um. Uh. You know, obviously there are a lot of influencers right now, um, and uh, you know, brands are also constantly looking into. Um, various uh, or, or are constantly exploring like new influences and whatnot. Um, in your experience, uh, what do you look out for in influences when you consider? So, being original aside, you know, that's, that's something mm-hmm. of a given right now. Uh, but, and what you're saying is, you know, when they are already part of a campaign, right, you know, they can do extra. But what do you typically look for before you engage them? You know, like what, you know, what are the factors that come into play? Um, that uh, sort of sway your decision between, say, influencer A or influencer B or whatnot?
0: Okay, so um, I think the important ones are how um, relatable uh, these influencers with the brand. So, example, if it's a a feminine brand, you know, I have to work with uh, influencers that, you know, showcase that kind of attribute. I won't be working with somebody who's very... um, into the whole, uh, I don't know, Pang look or whatever. I'm just saying, example. Right. So it has to right. be very. Um, it has to the image itself has to already yeah. represent mm. the brand. So that's one, and also right. uh, we look into, of course. Uh, I think again with the, the with the past brands that they've worked with, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. yeah, the content that they've they they have created to see if it really is relevant to us. Yeah.
1: Right. Th- these right. are
0: these are the things that we look at. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and in your, in your opinion then, you know, how how should brands be measuring success for in an influencer campaign?
0: Okay. Um I think there are many ways to measure the success. Um really depends what are the KPIs of that campaign. So it could be, if let's say it's an awareness campaign, you know, then of course you look at the reach and, and things like that. So if it's a it's a campaign where sales is also very important, I think now these brands everything has to have an ROI which drives to sales. Then yeah, I think yeah. you know having <laughs> a, was about a to UTM. Get to it, the <laughs> question, but I'll let you finish this
1: first. <laughs> okay,
0: having uh, you know a tracking link, you know uh unique tracking link a UTM link mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know that really works as that. well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think there are many ways to look at it, really depending on the KPIs that the brand is, uh, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, makes sense. So yeah, so <laughs> talking about sales conversion, you know, that that is a common ask by brands, uh, uh, especially these days, right, Um, when discussing about uh, KOL strategies, what are your opinions on that? but hmm. <laughs> like, you, you know, yeah. I what mean, are your opinions? I, I've got I've got some serious opinions, but you know, I like to hear your opinions. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I, I think from uh, I I have to try to be on the fence here. Yeah? Um, from a brand that's really looking into sales, sales, sales. I think because everybody needs it right now, especially um, yeah. This period of time, really but uh, also. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I think in, in my role, I try to sort of try to balance it out by telling you know the, the management or, or the team that, uh, we you know it's it's not possible to, to, to be so I wouldn't say hard sell but to keep on, um doing uh, to push sales. Sometimes you know even in the 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 copy the captions are very um promo driven you know, promotional, yeah. buy one, free one, da, 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 and things like that, right? I think I think the consumers out there are smarter these days and, uh, you yeah. know, the audience That's out it, there, yeah. I think they've yeah. also Thank been very bombarded much. with, yeah. yeah, they've been bombarded with, like, so many things, I mean, uh, uh, sales, Ad. yeah, ads and, and in different kinds of uh, different kinds of channels, right? So I yeah. think, I, I, for me, I still believe in the whole education, you know, how-to tutorials, things like that, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Um, try to show them how can a product, whatever it is that you're selling, uh, seamlessly uh, benefits you, rather than mm-hmm. in-your-face kind of thing. I think that is important mm-hmm. too, but maybe in a not not all the time, not in every conversation, not in every post, right? That could be, I don't know. You pair it up with a swipe up or something like that. Things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Make, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, probably, I'm totally completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of the one of the um, common issues we have with um, with brands uh, asking about uh, sales conversion is that um, and and typically you know how we um, sort of just throw the ball back and you know question what are the alternative marketing channels um, that you're looking at right now that you are measuring against sales conversion. Um, I think that would be a sort of a thorough question to ask because if you are talking about advertising in general, like like apart from um, uh, Facebook ads where you can immediately have like a CTA to sales, um, mm-hmm. if you talk about like traditional uh, billboard ads or TV or print or whatnot, you know, like there's there's no way for you to track sales conversion. Yeah, yeah but all yeah. of a sudden, you know, sometimes with influencer marketing, um, you sort of. I, I, you know, not to call out any brand or anything, but, you know, like there are instances where, you know, um, it gets sort of put on a pedestal and, you know, like the, the sales conversion is being questioned. But at the same time, you know, like um, that brand has been maybe spending like hundreds and thousands on like, you know, out-of-home media and things like that. Yeah. So so I think the, the, the more important um, question to figure out is um, how do you work out the strategy that can drive consumers closer to this conversion um but then of course there are also other factors and i think what you just mentioned is completely correct i, I think from the sound of what you're saying we're looking at something like you know 70 percent um educational related conversations right and then yeah. you know like maybe 20 30 percent um uh, yes. promo tactical uh sales driven yeah. Uh, so I think that yep. kind of ratio definitely works because with that 70%, you are really driving that kind of brand trust with the audience before mm-hmm. you have yes. any form of conversion con- content that you put out. Um, again, that brings me back to what I mentioned earlier. Um, we do have sometimes come across clients that are a little impatient, you know, so immediately from the get-go, they're like, okay, you know, like one want uh, X number of kills and, you know, we want all of them to put in like promo codes and all that. And, and obviously, you know, we all know that it's, it's going to backfire because the, the consumers, like you said, are, are a lot smarter today. They see that immediately. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's an ad trying to sell me and I'm not going to react yeah. to it, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, they just shut that off. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, like, I I, I like, you know, how that went. Um, so I'd like to ask a couple more questions um, for Uh, for our influencer audiences. Um, I'd like to hear what are your thoughts on uh, TikTok KOLs? Uh, You know, TikTok obviously has been growing uh, quite a lot over the past couple years. Um, We've uh, we've come across a lot of brands who are interested (laughs) but have been reluctant to to sort of take the leap. Um, But, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Like, you know, what what are your thoughts with TikTok influencers uh, from the, from, as a, as a social media content consumer point of view as well as from a brand presence point of view
0: okay so uh, from a social uh, from a consumer's point of view i think uh, i think wow these tiktokers are another level you know the, the, the amount of content the way they the have to, i don't know crea- yeah the creativity yeah. all right and you know all these steps and the dance and i don't know when you say tiktok like I, I, it's just all these dance moves that comes to mind first. Also, now it comes with a lot of other things. I don't know. I don't know how to even explain it. So, and I'm so drawn to it. Like I could spend hours just watching it, right? And right. I yeah. think it's a very strong medium. It's a very strong platform because just mm-hmm. this, this how vast and you know how how fast it's moving, and uh, how much people are consuming from it. But um, coming from a brand perspective, like you mentioned, some brands are just not receptive towards India because it's pretty new. And I think uh, brands are also very afraid uh, because sometimes you cannot control the certain content that is being uh, produced because it's also video content, you know. And, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, probably brands, I'll probably say brands that are probably on the upper tier level are not... Mm -hmm on the luxury level probably has not gone fully into this yet. So mm-hmm. I think there's still some mm-hmm. reluctance in, in that sense. Like, I think there's still more data that we need to uh, to, to see and to track. Um, um, so yeah, that's my point of view, but I think um, Video, you know, just watching videos and consuming videos like IG reels and and, and TikTok videos. I think that is the new way of uh, influencer marketing because I am so done with looking at photos, <laughs> writing, you know,
1: properly you know, edited like, photos. And yeah, exactly. it's just right? yeah.
0: different types of photos um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I think, I think I, one I, of I the think, thing
1: that, yeah. yeah. Sorry, continue.
0: No, no, no. no. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that makes TikTok and Reels really appealing is um, how raw that content is being presented. Yeah. And I yeah. think that sort of just makes it really relatable. I I feel like right. it's, it's that that sort of draws you to it. Because Instagram, you know, like you have everything's that very aesthetically
0: pleasing. Polished and stuff. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and
1: you know tiktok you 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 know you just see a lot of these like really raw really real so random real random kind of, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but you know at the same token i think um i think it's a matter of um the creative right like how mm-hmm. how do brands potentially um be creative about first understanding that okay you know the consumers on tiktok um are accepting TikTok, like the, the kind of TikTok videos or real videos for what they are, you know, that, that kind of, you know, short form, um raw-ish kind of format. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you are willing to accept that and find a creative way to still present. But I've seen some um, brands do it. And, you know, it, it does come across, even though, you know, they are not like your mass consumer brands, um, okay. uh, it, it did come across OK. I mean, obviously, it, it may not reflect that kind of um, uh, brand image you were typically associated with. But uh, mm-hmm. I think, in terms of the attention that it sort of grabs, yeah. you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it, it will create like a lasting um, brand retention effect with like you're some right. consumers. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think you, but I think you're definitely right. You know, with uh, data, uh, there's still not a lot of data that we have access to right now um not not like instagram and uh without it it's it's inherently always a bit harder to uh to speak to brand or like get management approvals uh to take that leap into yeah Yeah.
0: because Mm -hmm. also tiktok is known to be um more for the younger i don't know gen z or whatever you call them you know and most of the (laughs) most of people even at my age in the 30s are not on tiktok right yeah so, yeah.
1: and, and um, still have teenagers on it and, and yeah on, yeah
0: on. yeah and the yeah. Question, questionable is the buying power if these people mm. are consuming their own tiktok whether they are able they have the buying power yeah
1: mm. yeah mm-hmm. th- i think that's why the data really comes in like really mm-hmm. like would play a very big role i mean if today we are able to you know somehow figure out okay you know if with this TikTok influencer you know what kind of audience demographics they have you know and from that we can sort of infer yeah. you know like whether they have that purchasing power or not then i think it would definitely be easier to, for brands to sort of make the decision but we don't currently have that kind of information offhand, right yeah. so there's yeah. a lot of there's still quite a bit of guesswork in place yep. um so uh my next question is you know you you've worked with um Uh, elite-tiered KOLs, you know, A-listers, and uh, you've also worked with, like, uh, micro-influencers. What's your opinion between, you know, going mass micro uh, versus, uh, you know, small limited quantity of uh, macro uh, select KOLs?
0: Mm, I would say... um... You have to, I think it also boils down to the, the the um the product, the campaign, as well as the influencers themselves. Um who are these, the category of these influencers. I mean to study um how do I how do I put it? To study their um the, the level of influence, the demographics, I, I think it's a lot to play with um learning. the the, the audience that they're influencing as well so then to play that game of uh, balancing out so you have Mm. a bit of example um if let's say i'm running a campaign if the awareness part i would probably use an influencer or a celebrity that Mm -hmm. uh, is in that the millions you know the range of millions followers for Mm. awareness then when i'm going down the funnel of um education and then I'm going to probably use macro-influencers that are, um, are experts in that field. It could be, let's mm. say, if it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a skin a skincare product, then, you know, we call it now skin intellectuals, right? Skin care experts. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, if it's a makeup, of course, it's makeup artists, you know, and all these YouTubers and things like that. So, it really depends. And then you go down to the, probably the the micro and then the nano so it really also then it goes down to uh, the different roles the key roles that they'll be playing so maybe the nano ones will be talking on a very authentic way like you know a very review very raw very real because you know yeah. that's how yeah. um their audience are, are, are receptive to also and how open yeah. i mean the audience yeah. are, are able to accept things like that if they, they just to be posing with the product you know and things like that it's just a very it will come as a shock to their audience, I would say. So it really it like boils down to the different types of audience and uh, yeah, different tiers of influencers.
1: Mm. Right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. That's a very, very... Thank you for that detailed breakdown. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So um, one final question. Uh, actually, uh, two more questions, but um, before we get to the last one, which is a really short one, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the future of info marketing, you know, we've obviously gone a long way from um, the blogger era to now, you know, obviously there are new platforms, TikTok, and then Reels, um, what are your thoughts, you know, having been in this industry for some time now on the future of influencer marketing?
0: I think it's just going to get weaker. I, I think I read it somewhere that um, in just last year, it, I think two years back, it was, I think, uh, probably 8 billion dollar business and just just last year you, you know this influencer marketing thing has locked in more than half uh, more than 50 percent of uh, the growth so it, it, it's really booming, really really fast and i think this is the new way of advertising it's the new way of marketing it's not going to die down anytime soon definitely it's just going to get bigger and crazier and um, it's just really exciting. We're living in very exciting times, and you guys are in the right industry yeah, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah.
1: definitely excited. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But but on this note, you know, like I like to catch your your opinion. Like you know, since you know, obviously, influencer marketing um, has been growing, and it seems that you know, from what you're saying as well, um, it's it's gonna continue growing. It's 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 gonna get big. Do you think at some point brands should be probably looking at Putting majority of their marketing spend on influencer marketing.
0: I think brands are already doing that, yeah, and I'm sure um, you know with uh, more data, like I mentioned, and results proven, um, you know, brands will definitely be doing, you know, when they look at things like that or like best practices, Mm. example, Mm. or other peers. I mean, usually, you know, you're looking at your competitors. Mm. Um, If 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 they are already doing it, you know, I'm sure brands are. This this is what would, that's going to take them, and you know, it's going to be a wake up call for brands who are still, you know, mm-hmm. uh, playing it safe and you know, just just really afraid to invest and things like that. I think they will be the ones that are losing out, and I think they already are seeing it and feeling it already. So if they don't back up now, then it's just mm-hmm. going to be a bigger gap from them and their competitor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean yeah, this this yeah. to be very straightforward yeah, this is no. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean we are also we are always always looking at our competitors and you know it's like I don't know sometimes it's like a stock market thing. It's like wow, <laughs> you know, they are using this so and so and this so and so. Okay, you know, next thing my boss is telling me like you got you we gotta be better than that. And you know, I'm like calling and looking through my I don't know, my little black book of um. Yeah. <laughs> else and i'm like you know calling them making deals and you know probably talking to your team already and say like hey we got to do bigger than this you're going to be the first to do this yeah. and it's really it's competitive right so like like so coming back to brands who are still afraid and all these kind of things really the gap is going to get bigger and you guys are going to be really left behind so it, it's not too late to catch up now yeah
1: yeah better yeah. jump on the bandwagon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially now yeah, but- during
0: the pandemic it's just like accelerated the whole thing
1: yeah. Yeah, but I but yeah. actually like you know, like it's a, it's a very good point. Like I think during the pandemic I've realized there are quite a number of, you know, um so called mom and pop brands, right? Like, you know, small indie brands. Um and because of the pandemic, uh they they lot they got retrenched and whatnot, they decided to start something mm-hmm. on their own, you know, creating a product at home or some handcrafted mm-hmm. item. And they just went full on on social media with some influences, you know, seeding and all that. And, you know, exactly. in six months, you know, you see their social media profiles has grown, you know, to like tens of thousands. And, yeah. uh, you, know, it's, it's, you know, these direct-to-consumer brands are um, probably even doing better than some of the retail brands out there, right, like with physical yeah. shops mm-hmm. and all that um, yeah. because of, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to go through all that commitment that uh, some of the other You're retail right. brands may, may have. Yeah. yeah so uh, right. interesting times <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. okay so um i think we uh, have covered quite a lot um it actually went longer than expected mm-hmm. um, but uh, i really yeah. really valued the time that uh, i really appreciate the time that you took out uh to do this with us um i would like to you know end with one final question um obviously uh, along with um, the uh, the name that we're using chaos in Asia, uh, we can't leave without asking you, you know, what is an Asian KOL that you are following? Uh, Non-Asian, of course. Um, you know, and any name that comes to mind?
0: Yeah, Um. I follow uh, Aimee Song. I don't know. Amy or Aimee? Right.
1: I don't
0: okay. know. Yep, yep. Amy Song, yeah.
1: I okay. don't know her. <laughs> okay, cool. We're yeah. going yeah. to put that up here yeah, with her handle I mean- and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, any reason why you're cool. following her
0: very asian but very american as well yeah sorry
1: so, sorry again no
0: oh, I, i'm no, just my, saying my, that she's
1: hmm? no 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 go ahead go ahead <laughs> we lagging a little bit um yeah i'm just <laughs> trying i was asking you know like any reason why you know she pops to mind immediately
0: um i think because she is I, I i don't know she's just very real and very original like whatever you see is what you get right so that's right. that's what i love about her and she's 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 american but she's also very asian in that sense she's actually okay. korean mm. so yeah. yeah so i mean she's interesting <laughs> i could relate i feel like if i wasn't where i am today i could be her <laughs> no just kidding <laughs>
1: yeah. M- maybe you should consider a side hustle. <laughs> thank you side job yeah okay okay cool um so for people who don't know who she is um we're gonna share up her link and and her uh instagram handle here and uh I guess uh that's it you know I think we have run out of time thank you so much uh Renie for Taking time out and doing this late night uh, session with us, and uh, it's it's been pretty fun. Um, and I think we managed to get quite a lot of uh, really valuable information to our audience yeah. here. So nice really thank you so much. Crazy.
0: <laughs> 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 no, yeah, but, 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 you know, yeah, good. I'm just so happy to be having like proper conversations with real people. Besides my family, uh, of course. You know, I, I think I'm thinking. We've reached this point where I'm already the things that we say are like, what we're we gonna eat, what we're we gonna tap out what am yeah, I gonna cook? You know, things like that. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's yeah. quite common in your household as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah and I, mean, I put on some yeah. makeup today, so I feel really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I put on my cap. Thing thing for so long. Cap. <laughs> 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 okay, So cool. thank you guys. So, thank you so much, Jason thank and you. everyone